Hi, I'm Garrett, and this is the College Football Flyover. FSU is garbage, dog trash. They're the diarrhea running down your leg. Okay, I just had to get it off my chest. Week 14's done, and the train wreck that is Florida State came down to Gainesville and promptly got demolished. They got banished to the shadow realm. They're just straight, absolute hot trash. Um, the 40 to 17, we should have dropped 60 or 70. Eric had predicted 60 plus points. We, we should have done that. I think Mullen was being kind. Um, you know, but it was senior night in a swamp, last game of, this, of the regular season. And it was everything you could hope for. Uh, the Trask train rolled yet again. 343 yards and three touchdowns. Absolutely dominated. Our defense started slow. And then, like we have been doing, owning the fourth quarter and the second half. Uh, dominated late. We had eight sacks. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, FSU had 13 penalties for 97 yards. We only had three for 25 yards. 13 penalties. I mean... They're so terrible. You know, Dooley, and I'm going to call out my mom. Mom for being nervous about this game. And I told my mother at the beginning of this week, or last week, the only way FSU even had a chance to win is if our team walked off the field. And even then, we might still win. It wasn't going to even be close. They are that bad of a team, especially with Taggart being fired and the whole train wreck of a program. It was so bad. Like we we dominated we dominated them so bad. At the end of the game, James Blackman, their quarterback, was yelling at Kendall Bryles. And then when he came in the game and he got sacked again, he started yelling at his teammates. And he was crying on the sidelines. That is a true beatdown. How embarrassing for your program. How embarrassing. But all in all, it was a perfect day, right? Senior day in the swamp. End zones painted blue. That was unique. Sold out crowd. Fireworks going. Smoking our own kicker where we missed a goal. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it didn't even matter. We can miss all the field goals and we're still going to hammer them. Doesn't even matter. You know, seniors going out on a high note. It was just the perfect college day. Not to mention Alabama lost, Michigan lost, so guarantees we won't play them in a, in a bowl game. Um, just a perfect day. I was uh, I was almost 100% perfect in my college pickems in both my leagues. I, was, I got one wrong in one league, and I got them all right in the other league. It was just a great day. Went down to Justin's, had dip. Brownies, Cecilia was there. Tons of all the games going on the screens. What a way to end the regular season. It's a, it's such a bittersweet moment, isn't it? That, oh man, where did the year go? I feel like just the other week we were talking about our comeback win against Kentucky or, you know, hanging in there against LSU. It's just insane. And here we are, bowl season. Very, very bittersweet. And with that, I want to give my top five 
I don't know how to call this, but the top five favorite things, favorite moments or whatever from the Gator season, not the whole college football, but just from our Gator nation. And they are in this order too. Number five is Kyle Pitts, his emergence as well as our entire wide receiving core. How awesome was it at every position, including now tight end, we had all SEC players and they showed it. Think back of all the amazing catches and jukes and shaking off tackles and stuff like that. Incredible team. Our wide receivers were studs and Trask had so many options to throw to. It was awesome. And I know a bunch of our seniors are gone next year, but the ones stepping up, they're just as good. So I I expect big things next year. So that's number five. Number four is winning the Florida Cup. Now, this isn't higher in the list because Miami and FSU are garbage. Straight poop. So winning the Florida Cup wasn't the hardest, right? Now, the Miami game was difficult because Franks was still quarterback. And I think I should mention yesterday, Felipe Franks officially said he's leaving the program. And as of today on Monday, he actually said he's entering the transfer portal. So he's not going to try his hand at the NFL. Um, I don't think he'd make it anyway. You know, bye-bye, Franks. You sh- if you shush your own, cra- your own crowd, get off my team. I don't care what sex what sect of inbreded fans are booing like specific players right like franks you never did anything off the field that was questionable at all right and i didn't like franks being our quarterback because he's just not a good quarterback but i'm not gonna sit there and be mean to the guy and throw twitter hate at him and stuff if if you're a fan who did that you need to be silenced and shushed but not the way that Franks did it. You shush people by your play on the field. You don't lift your finger to your mouth at home and shush your own crowd. Goodbye. Goodbye. You're not a good quarterback. You never were a good quarterback. And all of these delusional Florida fans out there who, who for some reason thought that Franks was a good quarterback, you don't watch football. All you do, if you thought Franks was a good quarterback, all you do is you sit in front of a TV, you see some players on a field, they're throwing some sort of object to people, sometimes they run with this object, and that's all you know. Like, you don't understand football, you don't understand how to walk straight. Okay, enough of a rant, but bye-bye, Franks. It's now the the Trask Show. He'll, it's his, it'll be his senior season, then he'll go out, and Emory will have the reins for two years, because Emory will be a sophomore this coming season. So that's getting back to my top five. I went on a Pat Dooley tangent there. Okay, back to my top five. So number five was Kyle Pitts in the wide receiving core, and number four was winning the Florida Cup. So fantastic winning that. We're the best in the state, obviously. And I think we are going to be for quite some time, to be honest with you. Okay, number three. 
um, is our team's ability to own the fourth quarter. And not just the fourth quarter, but the whole second half. Uh, lately, ever since Georgia, really, after Georgia, we've, we've started slow. We, well, we've started slow all year. But I think it's a testament to our strength and conditioning and just the mindset of trusting the coaches. You know, my theory of why we started slow is because our defense has been uh, injured and not enough talent on our defense. I think we've started slow because our coaching staff needed to see exactly what the other team was going to run and do. So we play very basic defenses. And then come the second half, we change up. We just change up everything. And, you know, okay, so they're, so they're doing this, so we're going to do this. Uh, so we just play better. And we have the conditioning to finish. It's been great to know that, all right, things are kind of close in the first half, but we're, we are going to finish. So that's been really awesome. That's, that's number three. I want to see that from all my teams, all, all my Florida teams. And this one definitely had it. Okay, so number two is obviously, well, not obviously, but think back onto the season. If we, if we think about each individual game, what's what's the crowning achievement of the season? That's the Auburn game. Oh, absolutely. It was such a magical night. We didn't know what kind of team we had. We didn't know what kind of team they had. Uh, they seemed stronger than they really were. But everything was set perfectly. We were the prime game for the day. Game day was there. Throwback uniforms. And we just dominated sold out crowd it was rocking that is the highlight of the year as far as individual games go and we hung in there against LSU played super bad against Georgia um just an off day so two blemishes but that Auburn game was was the game of the year I'll never forget that game it'll be with me a long long time so that's number two and then number one I think, obviously, is the rise of Kyle Trask. Ever since that 19-point comeback against Kentucky, when hot dog Franks went went away with an injury. Now, we don't want to see him injured, but bye-bye, you know, bye-bye. Kyle Trask got us back in, into that game, 19 points, and never slowed down the rest of the season. Incredible quarterback, incredible poise, and I can just picture Frank sitting there a few games later as Frank's continues, I mean, as Trask continues to dominate. I can just imagine Frank saying, yep, I need to go away. <laughs> I'm not getting this job back. No, you're not. Bye-bye. Number one, the rise of Kyle Trask. Amazing. And when I look back at the season, it's been a fantastic season. And I, I guess an honorable mention here would be 10 wins. It's the first back-to-back 10-win season since 08 and 09. And, you know, Justin and I had predicted 9-3 and at the beginning of the season, losing to Missouri, losing to LSU, Georgia, and Missouri. Super glad we got that wrong. Our seniors go out on a high note. Our seniors, I salute them for trusting our coaches and getting this program on the track to becoming elite again. 10 wins is a fantastic season. That's incredible. 
You know how many schools across the nation would kill for 10 wins? You know, it's incredible. And we're going to probably get 11. Hopefully, if our team actually plays like they know they can during the bowl game and they don't slack off. So those are my top five with an honorable mention six there. Uh, top six, I guess. But that's it for the Gator section. This is the last podcast of the season. So I'm saluting the Gator section. And we're going to fly over to the SEC. All right, flying over here to the SEC. This is the final uh, Garrett rankings for the great, good, bad, and hot garbage. We had some moving around to do this week, and some after some contemplating, got a couple surprises, I think, maybe here. All right, we're going to start with the great. Obviously, LSU, Georgia, they won the divisions, great seasons. Florida's up from the good to the great. You annihilate FSU at home, you've... 10-win season, 10-2. and two. Hanging in tough against LSU and Georgia. There are only two losses. Going to go to a big-time bowl game, most likely. That is a great season. So LSU, Georgia, Florida. And I put Alabama, I left them in the great. Why? Some people may ask. Nobody's asking that because only you guys listen to this. But if you do ask why, well, they still have 10 wins. Yes, they lost to LSU and Auburn. They also lost to a... But if you're a Bama fan, this is not a great season. And that's kind of a shame, right? I mean, think about that. Your team winning 10 games and most likely going to win 11, just like us, into some good bowl game. That is an incredible season. But to their standards and their snobbish and ridiculous standards, it's not. I think it is. So, great. Only four teams. LSU, Georgia, Florida, Alabama. In that order, by the way. Now, on to the good. Auburn. Almost put them in the great. (laughs) Because they beat Alabama. But I still feel like they have too many issues across the board. And Gus is a wild card, so they're in the good. And then making an appearance. This is a couple of movers here into the good. They pulled themselves out from the hot garbage into the bad. And then pulled themselves up to the good. Tennessee. Seven and five. After losing to Georgia State and BYU. All of us were sitting here thinking they may not even win more than two games. What do they do? They rattle off five straight wins and make a complete turnaround. I had to really think about this because I was going to keep them in the bad. Because a Tennessee standard, seven and five, is not good. But in light of what they started with this year, how they started, I mean, seven and five. I have to put them in the good. I even talked to Justin about this, and he convinced me. They're in the good. 7-5, and five, what a turnaround. They're going bowling. And we might need to watch out for them the next few years. If this is how they respond after that terrible of a start, we can't take them lightly next year. All right? 
And then the last team in the good section, Kentucky. They also pulled themselves out of hot garbage. After we had that 19-point comeback, they just sort of went off a cliff. And they lost a bunch of games. But they snapped out of it. And Kentucky absolutely destroyed Louisville this past weekend. And they did it in a crazy fashion. They took a play right out of the Army playbook, which is we're going to run 97% of the time. Uh, Let's see if I have, do I have this up? I want to tell you real quick um, what their rushing was. Hold on. They, of course, they won 45-13, okay? Here we go. For the entire game, this is just a team stat, right? Kentucky had 521 yards total. 517 of that 521 were rushing. They rushed 40 times. That is 12.9 yards average per play. They only threw the ball. Let's see. They threw the ball. I can't be here. Twice. (laughs) They only threw the ball twice for a total of four yards. That is absolute domination. So I have to move them up to the good. They turn it around. And seven and five for Kentucky in their program's history is really good. All right, so that's great, good. Now there's only one team in the bad, and that's Texas A&M, the most mediocre, the most uh, middle of the road, I should say, team in the SEC is Texas A&M. Justin and I, in our prediction, had Texas A&M winning second place in the West. Boy, were we wrong. Uh, Jimbo's got to get some more people in there. He has to get a better quarterback in there. Seven and five will not cut it there. Of course, he doesn't. I think the buyout, there's something with this buyout where they, they can't fire him or something, or he gets like $60 million or something like that. They're stuck with him. I still think Jimbo's a good coach. Give him a few more seasons. But they're the only team in the bad. And here's what's depressing about the SEC. One, two, three, four, five, six teams are now living in the hot garbage. And they're in this order. Mississippi State at 6-6. Six and six. Ole Miss Piss. I say that from the game. Oh, yeah, we didn't, I, I need to mention that. If you missed it, I think we all saw this. The old, the old Miss player acting like a dog peeing in the end zone. Gave him, gave him a flag, and they, mixed, they missed the extra point at the end of the game to lose the game. It's now dubbed the Ole Miss Piss. I'm going to forever call him that. So Ole Miss Piss at 4-8. and eight, And um, their coach has been fired. Oh, my goodness, the name escapes me. Um, Matt Luke, uh, he's gone four and eight. Missouri six and six. What a terrible season they had. Barry Odom's gone too, fired. South Carolina's next at four and eight. As of this recording, Muschamp is fired. I think his offensive coordinator, his defensive coordinator. I think I saw somebody say that uh, in the last eight coaching seasons for Muschamp. This will be his sixth offensive coordinator. Maybe the problem's you, champ. 
Maybe it's you. Second to last is Vanderbilt, three and nine. Garbage. And then rounding out the entirety of the SEC is Arkansas at two and ten. And I've said this, I'll, I'll put it on, on recording record. If Arkansas or Ole Miss does not hire Mike Leach, that is the most wasted opportunity in the history of college football. They have nothing left to lose. Go pay Mike Leach whatever he wants and say, listen, come in here. Don't throw any kids in the shed. Just stay away from sheds and we're going to be cool. You know, throw the ball a hundred times a game if you want. I would. That's what I would do. If I was Arkansas, I'd say, Mike Leach, whatever you want, come on. I will build you a pirate ship if you want, because he loves pirates. I'll make it happen. You know, that'd be a wasted opportunity. But that's it. That's the final standings. LSU's at the top. Florida's third in my ranking here. At the bottom's Arkansas. SEC was wild this year. Next year, it's looking to be even more wild. So, can't wait. Well, with that, I'm going to salute the SEC section, and we're going to fly off to the last section, NCAA. All right, flying over the NCAA, the last section of the podcast. Here we go. It's in no particular order. And as of Monday, there's a whole bunch of news. Can't cover it all. Just going to kind of hit some highlights that have caught me. Uh, First, let's talk about some of the games. It was rivalry week. Lots of great games. Um, It's one of the best college football weeks of the season, to be honest with you. Uh, I got to start with the Iron Bowl, obviously. And what a crazy game. Wasn't as good as the LSU game, I feel like. That was even more, that was the game of the season. Out of all the college football games, including ours, LSU Alabama was number one. Auburn Alabama might be a close second. Wild game. Just wild. And of course, it came down to a missed kick. Of course, we all know by now, uh, a 101 kicks have been missed by Alabama kickers since 2007 when Nick Saban took over. The most of any team. They are cursed. You know, that's the price you pay when you make deals with the devil. You know, I mean, I I don't know what it is. It's just a funk over that program. But once again, Gus, crazy mouths on, pulls out another win against Saban, securing his seat. I mean, no other coach is beating Saban other than Dabo, and he's not going to come to Auburn. Gus isn't going anywhere. And that Bo Nix kid, who's a freshman, looked so much better than when he played us early in the season. That kid's going to... He's a freshman. True freshman. I mean, he's... Gus... I mean, if Gus can keep that rolling, the West is just going to get even more heavy-handed. So that was a fantastic game. Of course, beating Alabama, their second... It was their... um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, they It was Alabama's first two loss in the regular season. Because uh, they've lost two in, a, in the postseason, obviously. But in the regular season, 
It's the first time they've lost two games since like, what was it? 10 or 08 or something like that. So uh, that's pretty awesome. And of course, Auburn, thank you. Thank you for taking Alabama out of the playoff contention. Twice Alabama has snuck into the championship game or playoff without winning the division or the champ or the SEC championship, and they've won a natty. So thank goodness we do not have to go through that again. You know, the question is, is this the end of Saban's dynasty? Is it crumbling? I don't know. It kind of feels like it, doesn't it? But we'll see. All right, moving on. Iowa beat Nebraska to keep Scott Frost from a bowl game at 5-7. and seven. So, once again, Dan Mullen looking pretty tasty. Here's what here's interesting. Um, I think it was Friday. I can't remember if it was Friday or it wasn't Thanksgiving. On Friday, Cincinnati played Memphis in the AAC. And Memphis won 34-24. What's interesting about this game... It was actually a pretty good game. They're going to play each other again next week in their conference championship game. So that's kind of neat. You don't see that too often. I, I mean, the only time I can even really think about it is when you play one team and then immediately play them again is when we did it against Florida State for our championship in 96. Lost to them at the very end of the season, then play them again and beat them. Uh, be interesting to look at that. But yeah, so that's one of the games. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Virginia beating Virginia Tech to win the ACC Coastal. So Virginia will play Clemson in the championship game. Uh, of course, Ohio State absolutely demolishing Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. I Man, if you're a Michigan fan, I don't, you, you don't know what to feel. You don't know what to think. I don't care about Michigan. Moving on. Clemson absolutely annihilated Muschamp. Of course, we all knew that would happen. 38-3. Jake Bentley, the hurt quarterback, which didn't play all season. He he has entered the transfer portal as of today. That could be a pretty good get for a team out there. Uh, Georgia, of course, manhandled Georgia Tech. Utah beat Colorado to secure the Pac-12 North. They'll play Oregon. In their championship game, Oklahoma beat Oklahoma State to go on to the Big 12 championship against Baylor. Wisconsin, that was a fun game. Wisconsin destroyed Minnesota in the snow. Well, it was an interesting game. We'll get to them in a minute. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, Kansas State beating Iowa State. That's kind of a cool story there. But the real story here are the championship games. You know, that was my phone dropping, and I'm going to leave it in because this is the last recording of the season, and I don't care. So pardon that noise. Okay, back on to it. We're going to the championship games because, like I just said, this is the last podcast. Only like three of you listen to this, so who cares? I could probably fart into the microphone ten straight times, and nobody's going to care, right? My mom might care, but that's pretty much it. All right, so we're going to move on here. Uh, to to the to the championship game because I'm not going to do another podcast. This is it. It's just a regular season thing. It was an audio log. This is it. So I just want to kind of talk about the, my predictions here. Um, 
Utah, Oregon, Pac-12. Utah's winning that. Done. Done deal. Baylor, Oklahoma. This is a rematch. Right? Um, Oklahoma barely beat Baylor before. It was uh, 34 to 31. So I'm thinking Baylor's pissed off. I'm going with Baylor upset here. I'm I'm doing it. Baylor upset. And then Georgia LSU. Well, Georgia I think is going to be the they're, they're going to be down Cager, who is their awesome wide receiver, and also I believe DeAndre Swift, the running back, is he got hurt last week. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to play. If he doesn't, LSU is just going to steamroll even more. LSU is going to win. LSU is going to the playoff. LSU is going to win the national championship. It's happening. Clemson, Virginia Tech in the ACC. Clemson. Virginia Tech doesn't have that best. They don't have the best quarterback, and Clemson's defense is going to eat him alive. Clemson's going to roll. Actually, I don't. I want to see Clemson LSU in the national championship game, but we'll see. And here we go: Ohio State, Wisconsin. Everybody is writing off Wisconsin. Ohio State whipped them silly in the regular season. I don't think that's going to happen again. I think I might be calling an upset here. Wisconsin over Ohio State. And if... I know I just said LSU is going to win the national championship, but now I'm going to say I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm going to say strike that from the record. Strike it from the record. Because if Ohio State... Am I, if I'm wrong about this game, which I probably am, but I'm, I'm going to pick Wisconsin. I'm going to stick to it. If Ohio State rolls Wisconsin, I mean, LSU doesn't have the best defense. You know, Ohio State will probably win it. I don't know. You know what? Now I have seen her thinking about it live on air. I don't know. I think LSU, Clemson, and Ohio State, it's really between those three. Honestly, that's what I feel in my gut. Uh... Oh boy, it's gonna be fun to watch, but I'm gonna call Wisconsin. I'm gonna stick with Wisconsin. Wisconsin, they're pissed off. They're gonna make it happen. Uh, Clemson, LSU is gonna win. Baylor is gonna upset Oklahoma. That's the story. That's one of the stories of this season, right there. Baylor's Baylor was one and eleven two se- or last season or two seasons ago, and now they're eleven and one. They almost beat Oklahoma. They're gonna do it. They're, they are gonna do it. And Utah is gonna beat Oregon. There we go. Bunch of upsets. That's my pick em. They're probably all wrong, but I'm going to stick with them anyway. That's what my gut's telling me. And there it is. That's it. Season's over. It's kind of hard to think about, isn't it? Gone. 2019 regular season in the books. Still got a bunch of football left, but next thing you know, it's going to be gone, and we're going to be bored out of our minds in the off season. I just want to say thanks for listening. This has been fun. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to do this again next year. It's because it's, it's quite a bit of work. and uh, But it, it's been fun. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you've listened. Hope you've had fun. And catch you guys on the flip.